Welcome to Cuz We're Nerds, the show that covers trends in comics, movies, video games, board games, and much more. Caleb's on assignment in Manhattan, so this week, I'm your host, Chris. Today I'm talking about anime. Oh wait a sec, didn't we already do an episode on anime? How's this one going to be any different? Well, you'll find out in this week's episode of Cuz We're Nerds. So I haven't actually done uh, two solo episodes in a row before. I kind of try to space them out, alternate them between uh, solo and group episodes. But, you know, due to reasons that are far too grim for this podcast, I'm socially isolating myself. Hopefully you folks are doing the same. And if you are, you might have a bit more spare time than normal. So I wanted to take this time to suggest uh, some, you know, different anime from the ones that we've suggested before. If you didn't uh, listen to episode 27 way back when, uh, Caleb and Zach both suggested a bunch of great starter anime. The thing is, is that those shows have fighting as like a central drive, either for conflict resolution or as a way to progress uh, the characters in the plot. And not every show is like that, and not everyone is interested in it. That You'd be forgiven for thinking that uh, all anime is like that because the popular ones that you see uh, in our culture, like Dragon Ball Z, are all about fighting. But there, there are so many other genres within anime. And that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, the ones that they talked about are bad because some of the ones that they talked about are easily my favorites uh, of all time. Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Bacchano are some of the only anime that I've ever rewatched because they're just that good and that solid. And the other ones that they mentioned, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, Gurren Lagann, Kill la Kill, Afro Samurai, uh, those are all definitely worth checking out as well if the premises from that episode uh, interest you. But I wanted to talk about some anime that don't have fighting as a main focus. I'm sure sometimes there are fights, either for dramatic or comedic effect, but they're not the core of the show. Because not everyone is into that. And the shows that I'm going to talk about uh, cover a bunch of genres, but they don't cover all of them, and I'll get into a little bit of the ones that they don't cover later. Um, and... Also, uh, they're all dubs. Well, okay, except one notable exception and one that I recommend watching subbed uh, for technical reasons, not because I think the dub is bad. I don't care how you watch anime. As long as you're interacting with the medium and uh, you know, getting something out of the art form, you could watch it however you want. Uh, I'm, I'm not a purist. I watch it dubbed most of the time because it means I can do something else. Uh, but when it comes down to, you know, really, really good shows, I will sit down and I will watch them subbed. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're worth it. And hopefully uh, some of the ones that I'm going to talk about today uh, interest you enough to check them out. Uh, and, you know, you, you might have your own recommendations. And if you do, I'd, I'd love to hear them. Uh, because I haven't watched everything that's out there. And uh, that... that is something that I will never be able to complete in my lifetime, but I'm always interested in finding more uh, and more interesting 
things to watch. Now, I'm not going to be covering movies, but there are a lot of great movies that you should definitely check out. You know, anything from Studio Ghibli or uh, Your Name uh, was a super big one the past couple of years. And uh, I want to eat your pancreas. And uh, I, I think there, there's another one that I can't think of off the top of my head. But um, those are those are worth checking out as well if you have the time. But that's that's not what this episode is going to be covering. Another thing about these shows is that uh, they're either finished or only have a few seasons or are only going to have a few seasons because of their limited source material. So it's not going to be like One Piece where there's 900 plus episodes for you to get into. Uh, these are going to be pretty short. That said, my first recommendation and the oldest is also the longest, uh, clocking in at five seasons. Uh, it's a show called Initial D. So Initial D follows Takami Fujiwara, a high school student who secretly delivers orders for his dad's tofu shop using his dad's car, even though he's not old enough to drive yet. When a local street racing team gets bested by said car and tracks down Takami's dad, they beg him to join their team in an upcoming race against the Red Suns, a local famous street racing team. Takami's dad refuses, but sends Takami to the race in his place. After the race, Takami gradually learns to love street racing against different opponents with unique conditions and styles uh, and uh, in different locations all over Japan. Now, you may have dismissed this show already because you're not a car person, and I totally get that. My most interactions with like car uh, media for a long time had just been the Fast and the Furious, so yeah, I, I'm not a big car person either, but I love Initial D. Like it really, it really got uh, its teeth into me. Um, show's like 20 years old now, but uh, it, it definitely still holds up. The way the races are portrayed are uh, very entertaining, and they do a good job of a, a classic anime mechanic of having spectators explain what's going on and why you should be impressed with uh, with what's happening, and. Um, even though the animation can can look a little dated because it, I mean, it is, um, the soundtrack is awesome. The show uses uh, like a unique Eurobeat track, which is isn't uh, a genre I knew existed, but there there are different ones for each race, and they each give uh, races their own character and cadence and flow, uh, and. The dub is also good, despite its age. Uh, it has a large cast of characters that show up over all of the all of the seasons, and uh, one of the interstitial movies. Um, now, the fifth season isn't dubbed yet, and it might never be, considering how long it's been. But that still shouldn't keep you from giving the show a shot. That said, when you take a look for the show, you'll probably find some movies that cover the first couple of seasons. I'm going to go ahead and tell you not to watch those, not because they aren't good, they're okay. The issue is, is that they use um, like generic rock music that sort of takes away a lot of the character and flavor uh, of the show proper uh, instead of the, the unique Eurobeat tracks that were uh, constructed just for the show. So uh, while they're okay, I would, I would still recommend watching the the actual show itself. Okay, so uh, next up, uh, second oldest on this list is a show called Orin High School Host Club. 
Uh, this one requires a bit of context because in the U.S. we don't have host clubs, and the show kind of goes zero to 60 really quick. Um, so the host club is uh, kind of a lounge uh, in Japan that employs male staff to attend to women, you know, uh, giving them drinks, uh, meals, attentive conversation. It's basically like paying someone to flirt with you for an evening. Um, so you might be asking, why, why the heck does a high school have one? And it's a super duper like ritzy, rich academy. Uh, and uh, s uh, six boys started the club to sort of like use it to entertain the other girls at the academy that, as the show puts it, have nothing better to do with their afternoons. Um, the main character, uh, Haruhi Fujioka, is a normal student who's at the school on a scholarship. Uh, she sort of stumbles into the host club when looking for a place to study, accidentally breaks a very expensive vase, and uh, the host club members, uh, mistaking her for a boy, put her to work for the club to pay back the value of the vase. The show is as ridiculous as its premise sounds, the boys very quickly figure out that she's a girl, but uh, she has to keep the charade during school. She won't be able to pay off her debt. And um, it, it sort of takes a really aggressive look at anime tropes, turns them up to 11 to just you know, like really lampoon them. Um, and also leans super hard into the, the flirty romance angle. Uh, making the show like more camp than drama. Um, it's actually also animated by Studio Bones, who uh, is some is is a studio that I could go on forever about. But they uh, animate some of the most famous shows like Full Metal Alchemist and uh, My Hero Academia. They're industry veterans, and they use their skills to uh, shift animation techniques as needed to get just the that much more out of a lot of the jokes in the script. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you want something uh, to, uh, to have a good laugh to. So the next one I want to talk about is a very recent obsession of mine. It's called Haikyuu. Uh, short kid Shoyo Hinata is inspired to play volleyball after seeing a local legend named the Tiny Giant compete in the high school national championships. After practicing every day in middle school, he finally gets enough players from other sports onto a uh, school volleyball team to play in the last local middle school tournament. Even though he is able to, you know, really like carry his team and put on an impressive display with just his skills alone, he gets absolutely crushed by a team whose star, star player is called the king of the court. Uh, because he's just some sort of like volleyball prod prodigy. Uh, later that year, he gets into Karasuno High, the same high school that the Tiny Giant played for, and excitedly joins the volleyball team, only to find out that the king of the court is going to be his teammate. Now, this show is similar to Initial D in the sense that I cared even less about volleyball than I did about street racing when I started watching it. Um, but I have to say that the action and the characterization and the character growth for this show are all ridiculously compelling. Even though Karasuno's roster expands over the course of the show, you get to spend time with uh, not just those characters, but um, opponents 
and uh, their motivations. And you get to see Karasano's uh, team from the perspective of those opponents or other students at Karasano, not just the main characters. Um, and it's also got like a really great sh soundtrack and uh, pretty good animation. Um, it it does a really good job of putting in uh, extra animation where it counts to make things look really good. Um, the pacing is great. Uh, a lot of the uh, way that the games are done is like they're over in like one or two episodes, and because it's a it's a sports show, it does have like you know a, a tournament structure sometimes. But you're not just in tournaments all season. Uh, you're you're actually you know spending time with the characters in school, uh, and uh, it's it's a very, very cool show. So one of the things with sports anime that I, I never really liked is when they become more anime than sports, you know, by adding uh, power levels or special techniques. Uh, Haikyuu stays pretty grounded. You can actually find real-life clips of actual volleyball games that the show clearly took inspiration from. Um, one of the other things that I really enjoy about not just Haikyuu but Initial D is that because the stakes aren't, you know, about saving the world or, uh, you know, people's lives aren't on the line here, the characters can lose. And that's not something you see in a lot of other anime. And more than that, like, not only can they lose, but they get the opportunity to learn and grow from those losses. And Haikyuu especially does a great job of getting you involved in the emotional stakes uh, while also, you know, using the same thing that Initial D does by getting spectators to explain the strategy and the rules behind what's going on, uh, while not making it feel like uh, some sort of lecture on why volleyball is great. The next show that I want to talk about is a show called Fruits Basket. Now, Fruits Basket might have been a name that you've heard. It's been around for a while. Uh, it was originally produced as an anime in the early 2000s, but the show quickly caught up with the manga it was based on, and sort of did its own thing for the second half. And uh, now the manga's finished, and so they've gone back and uh, started it from the ground up. And there's actually something similar happened uh, with Full Metal Alchemist, uh, the original show, which is definitely worth checking out, but also the, uh, you know, the re-adaptation called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, also worth checking out, but they're not on the list because, you know, the whole fighting thing that I've explained at the beginning of the show. Um, anyway, Fruits Basket 2019, uh, as it's called, to separate it from the, the original run, um, is a show that revolves around a high school student called Toru Honda. Uh, she's recently orphaned, and she suddenly finds herself living with the Soma family, a large family uh, that has a pretty unique secret. Uh, certain members of the family are cursed, and whenever they're hugged by a member of the opposite sex, they turn into one of the 12 animals of the Chinese zodiac. Or a cat, in the case of one dude. Um, it's, it's a romantic show, not just because there's a bit of a romantic subplot between Toru and the, the two main boys of the, uh, the Soma household, but in the sense that the show is extremely idealistic. Um, it, it, it's a show about, uh, you know, mindset and how much uh, of a positive influence the right person can be on uh, not just, uh, you know, one, one person, but those around them. 
Uh, it's got a large but very memorable cast of characters, and the humor's pretty solid. Um, it's not quite a slice of life show because, you know, magical Zodiac people, but uh, it, it's still uh, pretty tame and comforting. And they actually uh, they brought back the uh, already stellar cast of the original dub and added in, you know, even, even more uh, impressive uh, voice actors and actresses. And uh, it's definitely, definitely worth checking out if you want something a bit lighthearted and uh, something that, you know, feels good in these trying times. The last two shows I want to talk about are ones that I recommend watching subbed. All the other ones that I've talked about so far you can find dubbed, and I actually recommend watching them dubbed because the dubs are good. Um, but these last two shows, one of them doesn't even have a dub yet, um, but the other, Kaon, uh, I recommend watching subbed because the dub just doesn't quite work. Now don't get me wrong, the, the dub cast is stacked with great talent and they did a great job, but uh, there's one of the main draws with the show that the dub just doesn't sort of jive with, and that is the music. So Kaon is a show that follows Yui Hirasawa, an impulsive and easily distracted high school student, as she joins the school's music club to help them meet the minimum numbers required, even though she doesn't actually play an instrument. Now, the show's like a, a slice-of-life comedy that follows the girls as they become a band, and it's as cute as it is funny. The music is top-notch, and in the Japanese show, all the songs are sung by the characters' voice actresses, but with the dub, it switches to Japanese whenever they're supposed to be singing, and it's actually pretty jarring. Um, so that's why I recommend watching it subbed. Kaon's also one of the shows uh, that was done by the critically acclaimed studio Kyoto Animation, or Kyo Ani as it's affectionately called, uh, which unfortunately has been on indefinite hiatus after they were the target of an arson attack that killed 33 of their staff. Um, if you weren't aware of uh, the Kyo Ani fire or uh, how impressive uh, the fan response was to get uh, money and donations to the families of those affected by the fire uh, at the studio. Um, that's definitely something you should, you should try, try and find some info on. Um, but it, it's clear from that that the studio and their work meant a lot of things to a lot of different people. And um, this is definitely one of their best works, uh, in my opinion, and it, it's worth checking out. Um, at, at the heart of it, it's a show about cute anime girls doing cute anime girl things, uh, but it's it's fun. It's actually it's actually one of the one of the shows uh, that I refuse to finish, uh, which is a weird sense of praise. But uh, it and Parks and Rec and probably eventually Brooklyn Nine Nine um, are shows that I just have such like a deep emotional connection to the characters that. If I don't ever finish it, it's not actually done, you know. Uh, and so uh, that that that's how important the show the show is to at least to me. And it's it's definitely worth worth ta uh, taking some time to to track it down and take a look at it. Finally, I want to talk about Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Uh, this is the show that doesn't have a dub yet. I'm not sure if it ever will, but uh, this show is just an absolute trip. Uh, the show's an intellectual chess match of ridiculous proportions between Kaguya Shinomiya and Miyuki Shiragane, the two highest-ranking members of Shuchin Academy's student council. So they both have a crush on each other, but 
each of them believes that whoever admits it first will forever be the weaker person in the relationship. Uh, the episodes are made up of uh, two 12-minute-ish long sto mini-stories, uh, and each one involves a, a very normal premise and increasingly ridiculous turns of events as uh, the two try to trick the other one into confessing their affection. Um, with uh, other characters throwing serious wrenches into uh, the dynamic, and it's it's absolutely hysterical. It's uh, visually stunning and unique, and was easily one of the most popular uh, animes of 2019. Um, I'm not like I said. I'm not sure if they're going to be getting a dub if they haven't at this point. I think there's a second season on the way. I'm not sure, but there's tons of more manga material to uh, to check out now. Uh, I, I joke uh, sometimes that this show is the intellectual thriller that Death Note tried to be. But there is a lot of truth to that in that every single turn uh, of events and character reactions are, are really, really well thought out and really makes sense for the people involved. And uh, everything is portrayed in a very uh, unique and crisp and clever manner and it's definitely worth checking out i think it only has like 12 episodes in its first season uh it, it's short it's funny uh it, it's definitely something uh that uh if you think you would enjoy it from the sound of it that you should definitely track down now this episode isn't sponsored by hulu but it turns out that everything i've mentioned is on there um even some of the stuff uh, from the previous anime episode, like Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop, and um, One Punch Man, are on there as well. Uh, you can find these in different places, uh, but Hulu is the best, uh, you know, consolidated spot, at least in the U.S., for people to check these out. You also probably noticed that all the shows I brought up sort of focus on high schoolers. Um, it's just one of those things with anime. Uh, most of them are geared towards high school age kids. Um, and it's also kind of like it's a universal experience in and out of Japan, even though their school system is structured a little bit differently. Um, and it's an easy place to just, you know, inject various types of conflicts and characters. So it's um, it's it's a very, you know, ubiquitous setting. Um, there are actually aren't that many anime that I can think of off the top of my head that aren't heavily fantasy or sci fi that don't take place in high school. Um, and also ones that fit the previous premise of this episode that they don't really focus around physical violence. Um, Carol and Tuesday, uh, which is a music-focused one made by the uh, same director of Cowboy Bebop, uh, is one of the few that I can think of. Um, now, there, there are other genres like fantasy and sci-fi that I haven't really, really gone into. Um, Steinsgate is uh, a sci-fi show that I have heard a lot about, but I actually haven't finished. Carol and Tuesday, I haven't finished myself either. Uh, so I don't feel okay recommending them. Um, but if uh, Steinsgate, which I, from my understanding is like time travel nonsense, um, and uh, Carol and Tuesday, which like I said, is music focused, kind of, you know, strike uh, your fancy, you should definitely, definitely check those out too. Um, but since, like I said, since I haven't finished them, I personally can't recommend them. Do you know who I do recommend? 
That's right, Taylor Poole. Um, I'm going to really need to find somebody else to help me with these segues. Otherwise, it'll be like a weird children's show call and response thing, which is not the direction I want to take this podcast, but whatever. Uh, Taylor did our theme music. You can check him out over at taylorpoolmusic.com. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-P-O-O-L-E music.com. I really hope that this list uh, gives you something to take your mind off how uh, crazy the past few weeks have been and how crazy the future few weeks are likely going to be. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash C and C power hour. That's C, the letter N, C power hour, where my friends and I stream Magic the Gathering and video games all throughout the week. Uh, you can also check out our website, CuzWareNerds.com, for past episodes and new releases. That, again, is CuzWareNerds.com, C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cuz We're Nerds. Stay up to date with all the nerdy news and podcast drops by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also leave us comments and feedback over at CuzWareNerds at gmail.com. That's C-U-Z-W-E-R-E-N-E-R-D-S at gmail.com. Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or told your friends about us. And as always, stay nerdy. Thank you.